combat sports fans, it's time for Strong Style. Impact Media's weekly dive off the top rope into the world of professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. want to welcome you guys into the show. It has been a short minute since we have done a show. I apologize between holidays and uh, being pretty under the weather and lightning strikes to the studio. Sometimes it's difficult. <laughs> it's just difficult. I will be honest with you guys, but I apologize for uh, not having some shows on. But I promise you, we're going to make that less frequent uh, in uh, pretty much going forward. But there are tons to get into from the world of professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Tons of big events just happened. We have a couple more coming up this weekend. But we'll get into those just as soon as I tell you all the ways you can be a part of this show. You can search for us on Facebook while looking up Strong Style or Impact Media. If you are a person who just likes to click a link and listen to a show, then you can do so by going to our Twitter account at Team Impact Media. Click on the link, find the appropriate show, and uh, just listen as many times as you'd like. If there's some sort of issue with that, please let me know. I will just find you a better link. Or uh, sometimes the links freeze up and, you know, we'll fix all that. But at the same time, if you want to follow myself for show-related things and non-show-related things, just fun things I like to post along with show-related stuff, uh, in fact, you know, a couple weekends ago, we were at the Mucha Lucha ATL show. We're going to talk about that. Uh, all the, a lot of those pictures I posted up. In fact, all those pictures I believe I posted up. All the new friends that you may be meeting very soon. Coming up very, very soon, of course. Uh, but the way you can find that is by following me at the Impact 99 That is T-H-E-I-M-P-A-C-T. 9-9 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, love when you guys tag us and stuff, too. Met some of you guys at that show. That's an amazing show. Like I said, we will talk about our experience at that uh, a little later in the show. Uh, also, you can find us anywhere you find a podcast, including Podcast One, Spotify, and the iTunes Store. Love those ratings, reviews, questions, comments, suggestions as well. Those help us out, help keep this free. We're working on some sponsorships and uh, partnerships coming up very soon. But we love to keep this free. I want to keep this, I want to keep from charging you for as long as possible. I don't think we're going to ever get to that point of, of actually charging you for content. But you never know. Maybe you just have to join a subscription or something. I don't know. No time soon. But the way to keep it that way is for you guys to support us on all of, uh, by rating, leaving ratings, reviews, questions, comments, suggestions, uh, liking posts, subscribing to things. We are going to set up, reset up our YouTube channel. I think we have two YouTube channels, one for our board check hockey show and one for um, everything else. I believe we're going to be setting those up pretty soon. So you'll see some video content coming soon as well. Um... And, oh, if you want to email the show, 
3endzone at gmail.com. That is the blanket email for Impact Media. It is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. So much to get into. Um, let's start with the world of MMA, right? Let's start with MMA, where over the weekend, UFC 291 took place. A uh, pretty good event, pretty solid event. That took place in Salt Lake City, Utah at the Delta Center, a.k.a. where the Utah Jazz play. I, I don't know what it used to be called. It wasn't the Delta Center, but uh, this is where this one was. Uh, we had the BMF belt on on the line as Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier decided to duke it out. I think you could say both of them are uh, BMFs for sure. This thing went down. Uh, I didn't think it was going to go all five rounds anyway. But one minute into round number two, Justin Gaethje decided that uh, it is time for a TKO, and uh, nothing Dustin the Diamond could do. I think if you line him up again, it could easily go either, either direction. Uh, but Justin Gaethje ends up with the win there. Uh, just fantastic showing. A lot of people count both these guys out. I don't think you can do that after uh, the display they put on. But congratulations to Justin Gaethje. We will see what happens in the lightweight division moving forward. Uh, but that moved us to the co-main event, where Jan Blahovich took on Alex Pereira. Uh, Pereira gets the split decision win. Now, could you say, well, Jan really won that fight? Well, split decision, of course you could say that. Uh, I think Alex did more... He did slightly more, uh, especially had some takedowns and some, and some ground control that I think was the, the tiebreaker in that particular fight. Uh, great fight, though. Uh, that's two more light. We'll see, not lightweights. That's, that's two light heavyweights that, uh, you know, that's Alex moving up to light heavyweight. I think that is, I think that should be his, his weight class home, at least for now. Um, I know this is a family show, so if for the next 10 seconds or so uh, anybody needs to cover some little ears or anything like that, uh, I would do so. Uh, next up was Derek My Balls Are Hot Lewis against Marcos Rogero de Lima. You're going to cover those ears. Just had to throw that out there. Um, Derek Lewis with his, breast, his best... Jorge Masvidal impression as uh, he starts this fight with uh, uh, just that massive knee attack. And uh, Marcos Rogero de Lima, I don't think he ever thought Derek had that in him. Uh, he probably still doesn't recall that he had it in him. But uh, just, just amazing. Uh, Derek Lewis... He's one of those guys that uh, when he puts it all together and he has a great performance, you're just like, man, he's one of the top contenders. Let's let's put him against some big people. And then he has this random ability to just 
like physically show up but not mentally show up and if he can ever put it together there are some top heavyweights I would like to see him against right now he needs to see where the dust settles on some of the the bigger fights coming up but I do think he could get another fight in this year and uh, I wish him all the best Derek Lewis personality for days I really love the characters in life and he by far is a character I don't think he is playing this up I think this is really what uh, big man Derek Lewis is all about and uh, I am all for it I want to get the first part of this out of the way and then we'll get into the discussion you guys the short discussion you guys know that we probably need to have Bobby Green five seconds before the end of this fight submits Tony Ferguson pretty good fight back and forth Green was probably gonna win by decision he was controlling a lot of the action uh, I believe this is six in a row or four in a row or something that Tony has lost uh, first I want to say Bobby Green even though he's getting older by the day, as we all are, uh, speeds down just a smidge, but that guy can still deal it. And uh, he was absolutely dealing against Tony Ferg. Now the discussion. And that discussion, of course, is it time for Tony Ferguson to either be out of the UFC or to potentially hang it up because he's getting slower and slower with reactions. He's really eating some shots that he didn't always eat. You you don't want it to him keep hanging on thinking, well, all I need is that one. All I need is that next one. Oh, I'm going to be better in my next one. He, he could be chasing that for a while. And it's just going to get worse and worse. Uh, you know, why let so many young prospects build their mountains on top of of uh, your great name um, if they wanted to give him a uh, a pretty solid way to go out on his own terms I'm okay with that but I would also understand if this is the last we've seen of Tony Ferguson in the UFC I don't know if Bellator or PFL would potentially sign him I would imagine not um, he's still a great fighter. I mean, still a really great guy. He's a good fighter. I just think his his better days are definitely behind him, and I just I don't want this to go that embarrassing way. But uh, good win for Bobby Green. Kevin Holland gets a submission on Michael Chiesa. Uh, about halfway through round number one. Good job for Kevin Holland. They kept they kept saying that Michael Chiesa was going uh, was going to just railroad him here. And uh, Kevin Holland likes to remind people that he's still that guy. He can he can still end this really quickly as he did with this one. Last fight I wanted to mention: Gabriel Bonfim with the submission just a little over a minute into it over Trevin Giles. Giles is no slouch, but Bonfim is really, really trying to make that big push in the welterweight division. Uh, great submission on Trevin Giles. Um, uh, Kapolov's TKO of Ribeiro was uh, fantastic. Kapolov is he's uh, he's a bad, bad man. 
Jake Matthews with the submission over Darius Flowers. Jake Matthews is a guy that uh, could really go on a run in the welterweight division. And uh, Miranda Maverick gets the submission over Priscilla. Uh, could, could, is it Cajeta? And uh, Priscilla should maybe consider professional wrestling. She does some pretty suspect things, some pretty sketchy things at times. After the fight, Miranda Maverick accused her of potentially trying to uh, pull down her top and expose her while she had her in a submission lock. That would not be the first thing that Priscilla has either been accused of or been proven to have done. Uh, Priscilla, think about it this way. If you keep this up, they're just going to outright release you. And if you have a rep like that, a reputation of uh, doing some underhanded things and some not so nice or sketchy things, it's going to be a lot harder to get a big contract somewhere else. So maybe you should just stick to fighting instead of uh, the shenanigans. Just saying, Miranda Maverick, big win, big win. Uh, women's flyweight. She's going to continue to climb, and uh, sooner rather than later, she's going to be in some really, really big fights. Uh, let's stay in the UFC. Of course, coming up, UFC Fight Night, Sanhagen versus Font coming up this Saturday. It is mostly, I think, the whole, almost all of it is on ESPN and ESPN Plus. There is only one fight that is not and it just does not make any sense as to why Diego Lopez and Gavin Tucker is not on either. I don't know. Maybe there's just one they couldn't show and that was luck of the draw. But anyway, main event is Corey Sanhagen at a minus 330 versus Rob Font at a plus 260. It's a catch weight. That means one of them missed. Uh, I still take the favorite, Corey Sanhagen. I don't know that I would bet at minus 330 on it, but uh, I don't know which one missed. And I'm not even going to guess because that would be uh, disrespectful. But I think Corey Sanhagen is very much still going to win this fight. Uh, probably win in the second round, late second round, and I think it's going to be a TKO. In the co-main event, which could easily be the main event, Jessica Andrade at a plus 300, which is insane, against the returning, she's had a fight or so, Tatiana Suarez at a minus 400. If Suarez wouldn't have had that neck injury a couple years ago, there is no telling. She'd probably be the top of the division or really, really close at this point. Take a quick swig of the coffee there, or coffee sip, as uh, good buddy Doug Robertson of the AJC would say on his podcast. Uh, I would tell you what kind of coffee it is, but they do not sponsor the show. If you have a food or beverage company or product and would like to sponsor the show, or if you just have any sort of business or product and want to sponsor the show, all those ways I told you that you could listen to the show are all ways that you can contact us here at the show. We would love to have you sponsor the show so we can talk about your great stuff. We really want to know. We really want to tell people about how great you are. Back to the 
fight, uh, Jessica Andrade is by far um, not only a gatekeeper, but one of the best women's strawweight contenders. Um, a win over her by Tatiana could propel her into a uh, higher spot. I just hope that Tatiana is uh, is ready for it. I believe it's is it Tatiana Suarez who's who uh, hangs out with Patchy Mix. I think it is. And if Patchy's the one teaching her a lot of stuff, then oh boy, this is gonna be a Donnybrook. Usually. No matter how I pick, Jessica Andrade proves me wrong. I'm going to pick Tatiana Suarez to win this at a minus 400. I definitely, definitely would not bet it. But uh, this is going to be fantastic. I can't wait to watch it. I'm hoping to watch it live. But there is a lot of things going on this weekend. And uh, I am going to uh, do my best to do all of those things and still uh, watch all these amazing fights. But uh, I'll take Suarez. Uh, matchup number three, Dustin Jacoby at a plus 140 against Kennedy and Chekwu at a minus 165. Um, I actually think Dustin Jacoby is going to get this done at a plus 140. It's not a bad play if you're looking to play something high up the card. Um, it is it's close to a pick em. Kennedy's really good. But uh, Dustin Jacoby can more than hold his own. And like I said, I think he's going to do that here at, and at a plus 140. It's not a bad little thing to throw a chunk of change down on. Matchup number four, the, the random one that's not on an ESPN platform for some reason. Diego Lopez at a minus 175 versus Gavin Tucker at a plus one. I think Diego Lopez is going to win this. Uh, chance it could be a submission, I would guess. Uh, should be a good featherweight fight, though. And then lastly, because I believe this is the last of the main card, Tanner Bozer at a minus 160 is going to take on Alexa Kamur, a plus 135. Uh, in the light heavyweight, I think Tanner Bozer is going to put together a really really good game plan and keep Alexa Kamur uh, basically on his heels the entire time. I got Tanner Bozer probably by decision. But there is a lot of other good fights on this card. Ignacio Balmondes against uh, Ludovic Klein. That's going to be a lot of fun. You got Billy Q, Billy Quarantilo against Damon Jackson. Cody Durden and Jake Hadley. It's going to be some really, really fun fights. It's all on ESPN and ESPN Plus except for that random fight. Uh, but other than that, that is our UFC. Let's jump into Bellator. Bellator and Ryzen had another one of their joint ventures over the weekend. Most people say you can't co-brand and make it work. Well, Ryzen and Bellator are proving everybody wrong. You can if you do it right. And, you know, you could say that AEW and New Japan do a pretty good job with Forbidden Door. Those are two uh, anomaly examples, but at the same time, they work. Uh, but this, not to be outdone, in the Light World Grand Prix, I believe this is a quarterfinal, I could be wrong, uh, stepping in 
and short notice was Roberto Satoshi, who has no slouch whatsoever. But he went against Patricky Pitbull, who is uh, a bad, bad man. And the only person close to being as bad as he is is probably his brother, uh, Patricio. Well, Patricky gets the TKO victory. He puts on a show. He puts on a clinic. He reminds everybody that Bellator is still ran by the Pitbull brothers. And yes, it is. Great win for him. Uh, unfortunately, the Kyoji Horiguchi and Mikado uh, Shin Shinryu ended up being a no contest because of that early eye poke, like a minute into it. And those, we got to figure out something about the eye poke and about the system. Uh, it's just, there's, there's got to be a better way to, to give them enough time to make sure if they can fight that, and they still want to fight, they can. It's just, uh, when you poke somebody in the eye and the first thing the referee asks is, can you see? And when he says no, of course he can't see. He's got poked in the eye. His, his eye hadn't adjusted yet. Then they cancel the fight. Well, give it a minute because sometimes it comes back. Sometimes you're able to fight. I'm not saying you should push through those things. Absolutely not. If you are injured, you should not be fighting because you are risking permanent damage to yourself. There are countless examples. I don't need to mention any of them. But uh, hopefully Horiguchi and Shinryu get rebooked because those are both Bellator people. That was for the flyweight world title. Uh, I would imagine that's going to get rebooked, and uh, I look forward to it. Danny Sabatello took on Magomed Magomedov, and Magomedov in the second round, I believe, gets the submission win. Sabatello was still, still that dude, man. He is awesome. I like his personality as well. He is loud. He is brash. He fights the same way. Uh, I wish Sabatello the best. I believe he's going to rebound. He's going to have a really good fight coming up after this. But uh, Magomed Magomedov proves why uh, you just anybody named Magomed is, is just ridiculous and hard to beat. Kana Watanabe took on Veda Ortega. Kana gets the decision win. Uh, she's just one of the world's best fighter, especially at fly, women's flyweight. Uh, she's going to keep doing some great things. She's got a great team around her and if I was the women's flyweight, I wouldn't want to face her. And then lastly, lastly, Andre Koreshkov gets the decision win over Lorenz Larkin. Uh, this was actually one of the better fights in my opinion. You guys can can discuss that in all the places that I, that I told you you can or, or even away from the show that's fine too or if you want to stop me at a random place and, and talk about it as some of you have done I'm cool with that too but uh, good win for Andre Koreshkov and uh, Lorenz Larkin will will uh, rebound he'll, he'll get another good fight coming up but Koreshkov uh, moves himself up the welterweight standing uh, if I'm not mistaken, their next event is, yes, Storley versus Ward. That is in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and that is next Friday, so we will talk more about that on next week's show. But Bellator started to heat up, 
and another another organization about to heat up is the PFL, the Professional Fighters League, as they start their playoff week one in it's in Houston, is it not? I get that right? No, San Antonio. It's in San Antonio, Texas. Sorry, San Antonio. You're gonna get really mad at me that I called you Houston. Uh, but there are four big fights as the featherweights and lightweights are featured on this card. These are all the semifinals. The first four are. They do this other weird thing where one particular fight is not on ESPN or ESPN Plus. Practically the entire, the main card is on ESPN except for one. And the rest is on ESPN Plus. This is all this Friday on ESPN. I think it's when the main car will kick in, ESPN Plus for the rest. Let's go over the matchups. A semifinal match in the featherweight division. The main event is Bubba Jenkins versus Jesus Pinedo. Now I tell you, Bubba Jenkins is going to uh, he is going to wrestle the crap out of Jesus Pinedo. Pinedo is going to want to throw uh, stand on the feet and trade bombs. Bubba can do that too if he needs to. Um, I would like to see the scrambling and grappling ability of Jesus. Other than that, I think Bubba coming in as the number one seed. I think Bubba is going to find a way to beat Pinedo. He would like to end it before the third round because the judges never know what could happen. But uh, I think this goes to decision. I think it's going to be a solid main event for ESPN and the PFL. Give me Bubba Jenkins. Um, the co-main event is in the light heavyweight division as uh, top seed Josh Silvera brings his 11-1 record against Ty Flores, who is 13-4. Look, Ty Flores may have four losses, but that dude is tough. He can hang in there. And if Josh can't find a way to wrestle or control this one early, Ty can find a couple different ways to potentially surprise Josh and knock him out of this tournament. That being said, give me Josh Silvera. Josh Silvera is cool, calm, collected. Here's a sip of coffee. Um, he just he is really good at being methodical and controlling fights in and molding them into his game. So I just feel like Josh Silvera is gonna beat Ty Flores. Maybe in the second round, he's going to find a way to end this. Your third matchup on the main card is in the featherweight division. This is the other semifinal. The winner of this will face the winner of Bubba Jenkins and Jesus Pinedo, which could set up a monster final. Gabriel Braga brings his 11-0-0 record against 23-9-0 Chris Wade. This time last year, Chris Wade tried to go on the Chris Wade revenge tour that ended prematurely when I believe it was Brandon Lochnane eliminated him after a uh, not so great Wade performance and uh, Lochnane won I believe by decision to go to the final I think Chris Wade is uh, he's going to get revenge a different way this year because if he's able to take care of the undefeated Gabriel Braga and Jesus Pinedo doesn't get the W in the other matchup. We get to see Bubba versus Chris Wade 
there is a lot, lot of hostility between these two. Um, some of you that saw the press conference that I posted, there's more of those still post. I got to see what happened to them. Um, this stemmed partially from a weight cut session where both were not wearing many, if any, clothes. And Chris Wade, I guess, come up and was trying to ask Bubba a bunch of questions. Maybe about his weight cut. Maybe about his favorite hot dog. I don't rightly know. What I do know is that Bubba did not take too kindly to people trying to speak to him why he was not wearing uh, hardly if any clothes. I believe he had on his birthday suit. And uh, it just stemmed from there that they just keep kind of, find a good way to do this, just keep kind of running into each other at different places, and it's just, it's not gotten better. Um, that being said, Gabriel Braga is a bad, bad man. But I feel like this is a different Chris Wade. He felt different this year. He feels more focused. He carries himself a little different. Like I say, he's not trying to do the Chris Wade versus the world revenge tour he's just trying to go back to being Chris Wade the really really good fighter so I'm actually going to take Chris Wade in the and it's not just because I want to see that matchup in the final I'm going to take Chris Wade with the upset over Gabriel Braga Chris I got you back man matchup number four that for some reason is not going to be on any ESPN publication it's just weird Martin Hamlet is uh, going to take on Impa Kasagane in the light heavyweight division. The winner of this takes on the Josh Silvera Ty Flores winner. Uh, Martin Hamlet should control and win this fight. That being said, Impa Kasagane does have some killer strikes and some good movement. There's always that possibility that if it got to the ground, maybe he could find uh, some interesting ways to try to end it. But I'm going Martin Hamlet. I think him versus Silvera is a great final that does a lot for the PFL and a lot for both fighters. Uh, then we get to the uh, the rest of the card. There are some uh, some good matchups on there, like in the lightweight division, Elvin Espinoza against Keani Diggs. That is going to be on ESPN and ESPN Plus. The rest of these are ESPN Plus as. Thad Jean takes on Ali Omar in the welterweight division. Thad Jean is 5-0, 5-2 for Ali. Lisa Malden is going to take her 5-3 record against the 7-4 Desiree Yanez. I'm not familiar enough with either fighter to really make uh, a choice on a lot of these. A lot of these are people you could potentially see in future PFL cards, future PFL seasons. Uh, a lot of times these are like tryouts or, or chances to make it into the organization. Um, a couple of them are already in the PFL. We just haven't seen them in the season. Um, I, I've seen a little bit of Desiree Yanez, but I haven't of Lisa. So that being said, I'm just going to wish both ladies the best, and I hope this women's flyweight matchup is amazing. Um, Anthony Ivey at 11 and 7 is taking on the 12 and 3 Carson Hardman. I have 
Let's see. Does it say a weight class? It doesn't say one on my thing here. I guess so. Okay. And uh, another matchup that is not going to be on TV for some reason. Uh, Chelsea Hackett is going to take her 3-1-1 and record against Kai Bennett. Uh, and then... Uh, Billy Elicana is going to take on Chuck Campbell. I believe that's going to be the kickoff in the light heavyweight division. Should be a lot of fun. But of course, like I said, they've got PFL playoff series or season one, or the playoff week one um, in San Antonio next week and the week after for weeks two and three of these semifinals are in New York, and I believe the final is also in New York. We will talk about next week's card next week as the heavyweights and women's featherweights will be on display. And trust me, there are some crazy matchups based on injuries and alternates. You guys are going to love it. Uh, that wraps up our MMA talk. Let's move into... The world of professional wrestling. There has been a ton going on. And I'm, uh, you know, sometimes I go match by match. Sometimes I just go by some of the bigger things happening. Tonight sounds a lot like I'm going to go with a lot of the big stuff. Let's see. Let's start with, okay, let's start in the world of NXT. Um, I will say right now. Dominic Mysterio being the North American champion doesn't surprise me, no. The fact that you had Wes Lee run through so many people and you built it up and then you gave it to Dom? I mean, people don't boo him because he disrespected his father. They boo him because he's not the world's best wrestler. He's not. He's okay. But it's... You guys are once again promoting and pushing somebody that the audience doesn't want to see. Having him paired up with Rhea helps because Rhea adds a whole new dimension to things. But, I mean, Wesley should wipe the floor with him. Mustafa Ali should wipe the floor with him. I'm just, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it. And as I tell people, look, in wrestling... There's there's three things that can three reactions that can happen, or that that three outcomes that happen to a moment. Two of which benefit the promotion and the wrestlers involved, and actually you the fans. And the third one really sends a message. You can cheer really loudly for a moment you like or a person you like. You can boo really loudly for a person you like or a moment you like. But if you want to get their attention and let them know that you don't particularly care for what's going on don't give me anything don't cheer don't boo sit there turn the channel go to the bathroom do something and when they're getting no reaction the wrestlers know to either start changing it up or the organization will start looking and go well you're not really getting anything out of the crowd maybe we need to do something different 
so that's that's how you get the most change is by not buying the shirts not buying the pay-per-views and uh ignoring or just having no reaction to uh things like that uh but we'll just see what goes on with the dom stuff i don't mind that judgment day has a bunch of titles that that has no problem it's interesting judgment day spends so much time in nxt when they definitely don't need to i mean dominic probably does but i don't know it's they're running these cross-branded promotions and and i don't mind it because you know you get fresh opponents for like Rhea and, and some of the nxt people and and dom and things like that so you know uh good on them I'm baffled by the dyad. I thought they were going to leave the company by now. I thought their contract's going to expire. I've not heard of any sort of extension. And yet they are being uh, promoted at the moment, along with Gacy, even though Gacy and Ava are kind of starting to split a little. Um, for people who think the Creed Brothers are actually gone from, the, from NXT or the WWE, who do you think the hooded people who keep helping take down the Dyad and Gacy are. It's the Creed Brothers. They've given you every clue whatsoever to tell you who they are. So catch up. Um, it's an interesting angle. I like that they are kind of joining the enemy to take out the enemy. Kind of the Trojan horse thing. Um, I still want to... Nah, it's not even worth talking about yet. Yeah, we want to talk about that. Gable Stevenson having his first match against Corbin. I like it. Corbin is a, a really good workhorse. A really good... He's a really good mechanic, actually. He's going to be a really good opponent for Gable Stevenson. And we're going to know right off if Stevenson is, is going to be a quick learner. Like a uh, Braun Breaker. Or um, a Chad Gable. Otis... Um, Kurt Angle, I think I said Kurt Angle, didn't I? Bobby Lashley, there's, you know, if they're going to be those quick ones, or it's going to take some seasoning. Because I think once he gets up and going, he's either going to feud with his brother, or he's going to join up with his brother, and uh, we'll see what happens with that, along with what happens with Chad Gable, because you can't have Gable Stevenson and Chad Gable on the same roster. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Bronco Nima and Lucius Price. I like them as kind of the, the crime time knockoff. But, uh, I mean, I... The stereotypes in WWE are, are ridiculous. The, the bullying and the stereotypes are just... I mean, they took on Stax, Lorenzo, and Tony D'Angelo. And if you think that stereotypes are bad, look at those two. I mean, it works, and it is what it is, but it's just interesting. But uh, I like Bronco and Lucian. I think they're going to be a pretty good team. I look forward to them doing some... some uh, some good things. I think they, they can be that next solid team into NXT. We'll see what they do. They can easily get lost in the shuffle, but uh, I just I don't see 
I don't see big things yet because they, they lost their opening match to Stax and D'Angelo. Um, the Blair Davenport, Roxanne Perez, they fought in a convenience store. If if they're fighting a convenience store, then we all know that like a street fight or something's gonna gonna materialize out of this. Some kind of weird stipulation match. Um, I wish they'd just have them do like a best two out of three or something. It would be way more entertaining because these girls are or these ladies are both highly highly talented, and I wish they would just let them showcase their skills instead of. Fighting with uh, broomsticks and chairs and uh, coke cans or whatever they find. Rhea did a pretty good job against Lyra Valkyria. Lyra getting to face Rhea on NXT, that, that's a boost for her. They think very highly of her. Uh, she's just not on Rhea's level right now. I, there's not many that are close to it. Um, and most of them are, are on the roster if they the higher roster if they are but um, You know other than that I thought NXT was was good as as it usually is uh, I got to talk a little bit about ring of honor. It's something that uh, We're gonna start adding to the mix here now that thanks to uh, Post Malone as he called himself uh, Jack Jameson who I met at the Mucha Lucha show, he said, hey, I'm making my debut. I'm going to be on Ring of Honor this week. You should watch. And I said, well, I guess I need to watch. Let me just sign up for Honor Club so I can watch it. So now that I have Honor Club, we have a way to watch Ring of Honor. Not sure why I didn't have Honor Club before. I thought it did. Maybe I have it twice now. But uh, they had some good action this week. Uh, they had Khan, Toa, and Cage uh, defending their trios championships against Jack Jameson um, Boulder and Bronson they have a pretty good little triad going there I, I like it they actually did a really good job against uh, Cage Khan and Toa it's just you're not you're not going to come in and beat them being a relatively unknown talent for the belts um I do think Jack Jamison, Boulder, and Bronson are going to do some other stuff. I think we're going to see them on AEW some. Hopefully, we're definitely going to see them more. In <coughs> Excuse me, there. We're going to see them more in Ring of Honor. But uh, to be his his Ring of Honor debut, I thought Jack Jamison did a, a fantastic job, and I look forward to more um, more great performances from him. Um. There was some good stuff on on Ring of Honor. Uh, Athena looks really good against Christina uh, Marie. The team of Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams took on the kingdom, kingdom of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett with, of course, Maria Canellis Bennett at ringside. Shaq didn't play that big a part in this. These are four veterans who know <coughs> how to put on a tag match uh Rhett Titus and and Hot Sauce Tracy Williams are two very underrated performers who don't get a lot of credit I can say the same thing about the kingdom even though Matt Taven is a former Ring of Honor champ a lot of people just don't give him and Mike Bennett the credit and you should the kingdom is a great team I would like to see them more in AEW but if they started running the tag division of Ring of Honor I think it would be a great thing as well they started a TV 
number one contender tournament. J.D. Drake took on Christopher Daniels in the first round. Pretty solid match. J.D. Drake did do a pretty good moonsault off the top, but then Daniels topped it with his best moonsault ever, and he gets the win. We'll talk about more. There'll be more tournament stuff here in a second. It seemed like the more the card materialized for Ring of Honor, the uh, the 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 bigger the recognition of talent went. Because Big Bill and Moriarty took on Gabriel Hodder and Adrian Soriano of I forgot what the name of their their trio team is, but they're good talents. It was weird to see Big Bill team with Moriarty because in AEW when they did the blind eliminator tag, Big Bill and Brian Cage were a team, and uh, we'll get more into that a little later because that is a really fun team. And I like Moriarty, and him and Big Bill are good, but they might be onto something with Cage and um, with Cage and Big Bill. Tony Nese defeated Cheeseburger as part of the first round of the TV tournament. Always good to see Cheeseburger, man. World famous CB. He is he is definitely an anomaly, but he is quite quite the talent. Um, Gravity <coughs> actually defeated Anthony Henry. Not sure what's going on. I'm suddenly coughing. But uh, Gravity, who is the little brother of Bandito, not that little, but uh, he defeated Anthony Henry in the TV tournament, so he moves on. And uh, the other semifinalist is Shane Taylor, who beat uh, Serpentico. Shane Taylor, man. Whew. That man is good. That man is good. He is one of the best talents in Ring of Honor. Uh, I wouldn't mind him being a TV champion or TV title contender. Uh, and if I was champ, as in Samoa Joe, I wouldn't want to see Shane Taylor cross the ring. I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't want to see Christopher Daniels either. Because that's, that's a war waiting to restart. Dalton Castle and the boys picked up a win over Sonny Kiss, Slim J, and Jeeves Kai. They had a pure rules match between Eli Isom and Josh Woods. Of course, it was to showcase Josh Woods. But uh, Eli Isom is a young prospect they had a couple years ago in Ring of Honor. Uh, I hope that kid keeps digging because uh, he has the chance to be uh, quite good. And uh, lastly, in the main event, Trish Adoro took on Vita Von Starr. I had never seen Vita wrestle. She did a pretty good job here. Trisha Dora, of course, ends up with the win. That led us into Monday Night Raw. Once again, the Judgment Day start this one off. They're interrupted by Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. This is going to set up a match later. Um, we got to see Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark with Trish down there. Lynch ends up with the win, so she doesn't have to get a tattoo or whatever the weird stipulation. I don't know. It was goofy. Easy to predict that it wasn't going to happen. But uh, 
Zoe Stark is is good. She's not on Lynch's level yet. Uh, she is good. They think very highly of her, but uh, you know, is what it is at this point. That uh, they're just going to keep pushing it, and the way they're pushing it is through Trish Stratus. Sami Zayn with Kevin Owens took on uh, Dominic Mysterio. And uh, thanks to the Judgment Day and some other things, Dom finds a way to win. It's a solid win to have on your resume. They keep trying to build Dominic Mysterio, but it's... I don't know. If the audience isn't buying it, do something different. And they don't seem to buy it. That moved us to... Bronson Reed versus Tommaso Ciampa. Of course, Nakamura gets involved. The three of them eventually just need to all face and get it over with. Um, yeah, are your main event ended up being Finn Balor? Well, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins faced off, and then Judgment Day were involved, Sami Zayn was involved, and, and it just ended up being a mess. Um, with all the ways the storylines were going, I just would like to see, you know, what you do with Zayn and, and KO as the tag champs, and then how that fits into Finn and Seth, because... Right now, it's it doesn't make a lot of sense. It just it doesn't add up in my opinion. Uh, but then we roll into SmackDown and and Jay versus versus Roman. It's going to happen very soon. Um, it is partially because Jimmy is hurt again. But uh, Jay versus Roman could this this story arc with it's like what two or three years in the making with. The bloodline is just spectacular. And right now it's kind of in a weird spot, but just trust me, keep following the ride. Let's see where this thing goes. Having Solo and Heyman involved, I mean, Jay versus Roman, though, could be an epic battle. Ray Mysterio took on Santos Escobar in a tournament matchup. Ended up being a ref stoppage because Ray looked like he got a stinger. He was the recipient of a uh, Tope Suicida from Escobar. And he seemed to kind of whiplash his neck and then kind of take his right arm and grab at his left arm that was uh, extended out. <coughs> My guess is that it was a stinger, which means it was a, uh, a shot to the vertebrae that you might have went temporary numb for a second. Or he could have popped his shoulder out, one of those two. But uh, either way, Santos Escobar wins. Not really the way he wanted to. It, it looked legitimate. It didn't look like part of the show. Um, finally got to see Hit Row come back as Ashanti Adonis took on L.A. Knight. You can tell they really like L.A. Knight. They're just not sure what to do with him yet. Um... It wouldn't surprise me if Charlotte and Bianca Belair became the women's tag champions soon because they have a straight-up victory over Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green, who are the incumbent champions. 
So we may just be starting another feud based off of, you know, two high singles like a Zayn and KO who beat the established team and take uh, the belts. Karrion Cross beat Carl Anderson pretty much in a squash, which is crazy because Carl is actually really, really good. Another coffee sip. Um, Karrion Cross, though, they need to build him up because he could legitimately be a really, really big talent for them, a major heel going forward. And who knows, maybe if the... Maybe if the... crowd takes to him pretty quickly, which is very possible, he'd be a major face and, and uh, run through some big heels. Uh, but we did get to see Jay Uso versus Grayson Waller. Of course, Roman Solo and Heyman did come out. But uh, it was a good match. Waller's had some good moments so far. I like how they are slowly easing him into the the crazy uh, Olympic-sized swimming pool that is SmackDown. Waller could be a big star for them down the road. I think Carmelo Hayes could be as well. I like not rushing it. New Japan, they showed a match from 2022, the G1 Climax 32 final. Where Will Ospreay took on uh, Kazuchika Okada. Okada ends up with the win, but the real winner was anybody who saw the replay of this match. Uh, it was like 38 minutes of these two uh, using every cheat code in the book and using ever, every move you can possibly have. Uh, it's just insane matchups when they get together like that. Uh, let's go to AEW. On Dynamite, Orange Cassidy defended his belt against A.R. Fox, who did some underhanded stuff towards the end. It kind of got on the nerves of Darby. Moxley come down and dropped Orange and pretty much called out his ridiculousness and, I think, challenged him. Moxley and Orange, I like that matchup. Jack Perry and Jerry, Jerry Lynn got into it. Of course, that means probably this week they're going to face the returning Pac, as they were building him up, took on Gravity. We've talked about Gravity a couple times already this this show. But uh, Pac with the win there. Swerve was able to beat Darby through some underhandedness with Prince Nana. Nick Wayne come down to help, and then AR Fox ended up joining up with Swerve and Nana. And uh, they're, they're good buddies, by the way. But um, that is going to make Swerve's group a lot stronger. Dr. Brett Baker DMD took on Taya Valkyrie and uh, it was an okay match. To be two veterans, it was kind of clunky. And you normally don't get that out of them. I don't know if there was an injury or a time constraint or something, but I would like to see Brett and Taya uh, face off again. I think it would be way better. It was an okay match, you know. Brett ended up with the win. It just... I don't know. It was more of a, a time filler than it was a, a great match. And that's hard to say out of those two. Best Friends took on the Lucha Brothers and Moxley and Claudio. 
course, Orange and Yuta had to come down and, and have a part in all this as well. The Lucha Brothers continue to hang on. I think it's just for the Ring of Honor belts, and they were able to hang on to it. Uh, I would like to see it move off of them sometime soon, but other than that, it was a pretty solid match between six performers who understand how to perform. We go to AEW Rampage. They did a tag team battle royal where Brian Cage and Big Bill were the team that won. So like I said, that's an interesting team, which means I believe they get a tag team title shot now. I'd be a little scared if I was the tag champs. Brian Cage and Big Bill, they're pretty good, and they're really big. Um, Commander beat Kip Sabian. More importantly, Kip Sabian and Penelope were back on TV. They both look healthy. They are all-world performers, and I was glad to see them back. The Kingdom, Taven and Bennett, beat uh, two random people that I'm not sure if it matters if I say their name or not, but they're really building up the Kingdom as a established team, so I want to see where they go from here. Nyla Rose ended up being defeated by Sheeta. The Outcast came down and, and got involved, as they usually do. We hadn't seen them in a while, so they decided to stick their nose in and, and see how everybody was doing, I guess. Uh, Marina Shafir comes down with Nyla. That's a really good tandem. Lots of talent there. They're building up Sheeta to be a contender again, so of course she gets the win. We've got an AEW collision. This match was insane. In a ladders match for Andrade's mask, it was Andrade versus Buddy Matthews, who had Julia Hart down there, and if you have not seen this ladder match, stop what you're doing, pause the podcast, and go watch it. It, they, they did some of the best ladder work I've seen, and these two left it all in the ring. They did not take anything with them. It was uh, spectacular. Of course, Andrade gets his mask back. Um, I gotta give Buddy Matthews credit. At one point, it looks like his arm pops out, and it doesn't look gross. But right about the time a commercial break is about to happen, he goes over to the head trainer who is down there, and they pretty much pop it back in place, and uh, it's pretty gnarly. But uh, good for Andrade, he gets his mask back. Looks like QTV, and especially Aaron Solo, their new target is Miro. God help him. I guess the wood chipper was, was not working today, so they went for the, uh, the meat grinder, because Miro is going to smoke most, if not all, of QTV. All those who good matchups look forward to. Um, Darby Allen defeated Minoru Suzuki, and then Christian and Luchasaurus showed up on camera to kind of call Darby out. Samoa Joe beat Gravity. That really sounds like a bad joke, but it is not. That's an actual thing that happened. Another coffee sip. Remember, guys, I hadn't done a show, uh, a bunch of shows in a week in a while, so still getting the voice trained back into it. Bear with me there. Besides being sick earlier uh, last week, um, Punk and Starks had a pretty good face-off that was uh, pretty entertaining. 
So then we got to see we got to see Juice Robinson and the Guns, or Bullet Club Gold, as they're referred to as, with Jay White, take on Darius Martin, uh, and uh, Action Andretti, and El Hijo del Vikingo. This is a good, solid match. The Guns end up with the uh, double-team win. Them joining Juice and Jay White as part of Bullet Club Gold. I think that's a fantastic, fantastic pickup. It'll actually help the guns a good bit to be associated with the the gold brand, otherwise known as the Bullet Club. Um, looks like Mercedes Martinez and Chris Statlander are going to be the uh, that's going to be the next big face-off for the title. I don't mind that at all. Kira Hogan got some good work in. She's from right down the street in uh, Atlanta. But uh, Mercedes Martinez being the next number one contender for Statlander for the TBS title, I like it. Um, FTR defended their tag team titles against MJF and Adam Cole, baby. This was a four and a half star classic. It was tremendous. Just wicked sick what these four could do in a wrestling ring. Like I said, ultimately, FTR ends up with the win and retains their titles. Uh, looks like MJF and Cole are still going to be buddies, but now they're going to start fighting for that MGF, MJF title. So, uh, interesting to see what's going to happen with that. Go to Impact Wrestling. They are just coming off a major pay-per-view. Uh, but they had uh, Trinity and Danny Luna from Subculture. A fantastic trio, by the way, you should check out. They end up beating the Coven, of uh, who are the tag champs. Kind of kind of weird. You got, I mean, you have your world champ pair up with uh, another random great female talent, and they beat the incumbent champions who have beat multiple other teams. Um, <clears throat> a little weird. Uh, Diana Prazo did come out and let Trinity know that uh, she's going to get a rematch very, very soon. I think it's at the next event. Um, Ziggy Dice lost to Johnny Swinger after Swinger kind of done some underhanded things. According to the stipulation, Ziggy Dice is gone. I don't think he will be. Unless he's leaving anyway, but um, to do some other stuff. But um, other than that, looks like Giselle Shaw and maybe Savannah Evans are going to start challenging the new, or I guess the new tag team champions. They're not; it's not the Coven anymore. Of Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly. Good luck. Definitely good luck with that one.
Um, looks like Moose, Brian Myers, Bully Ray, and Leo Rush are kind of forming their own little quad team there. And it looks like they're going to face the Motor City Machine Guns, um, Josh Alexander, and Kushida. Not bad. I would like to see Kushida featured a little more. But uh, that little foursome is, uh, is definitely not a bad thing. Uh, Zach Wentz took on, with Trey Miguel, took on Mike Bailey. Of course, Bailey ends up winning with that one. Um, I guess they're just going to do the two-on-one thing, I guess. I feel bad for Trey Miguel. He was building up as a singles competitor, finally getting away from the stigma of being part of the Rascals, and then they turned and re-signed one of the Rascals and restarted him as a team. Just spectacular, right? Um, in the main event, Eric Young took on Nick Aldis. Of course, Khan and Diener come down later and attacked Eric Young. Looks like Diener and EY are going to be going at it sooner rather than later. Uh, good match, though. Eric Young ends up with the win. Him and Nick Aldis, big-time veterans. They crossed past a little bit of time at, with uh, Impact years ago, maybe even during the TNA days, but uh, moving on to WOW Women of Wrestling. Great superstars up there. Uh, this week, Gigi Gianni and Robbie Rocket took on the Tonga Twins. Uh, the Tonga Twins, let's, let's put this out there, they are not part of the Samoan Anawai family. They are more on the Haku side with the Gorillas of Destiny uh, even though they were trained and uh, are still kind of semi-managed by Rikishi. But uh, they're pretty good. They they can definitely work. Uh, they end up with the win, of course. Uh, in one of the best matchups, I believe, that I've seen in a little while. One of my favorites, BK Rhythm, took on Foxy Fierce, who is quite the competitor herself. Uh, BK Rhythm ends up with the win in that one. Foxy had some really really good moments but uh bk rhythm is uh turned into a pretty good hand in the ring pretty good mechanic on top of she still gets her stuff in and uh makes it look good we got to see siren the voodoo doll and holiday take on big rig betty and holly swag and uh when the trucker girls got the win they got on the microphone and called out miami sweet heat for the tag titles the only problem was is that pretty much ruined your main event because your main event was Ariel Sky and Randy Rara with Coach Campanelli, otherwise known as Team Spirit, I think. I think that's what they're calling. That's what Campanelli called them. Uh, they challenged for Miami Sweet Heat for their championship belts, and that is Lori and Lindsey Carlson, uh, who are part of. Uh, uh, with Vicky Lynn McCoy and uh, Penelope Pink 
part of the Lana Star faction. But uh, when you already are lining up the next contender, and they're already calling out the champs before the champs have a chance to to defend, uh, it it just Ariel Sky and Randy Rara were just unfortunately not going to win. And they are actually a really good team. I don't know if they've teamed before or something, but they have a lot of continuity. And uh, they're actually, like I said, they're actually a really good team. But it uh, looks like Miami Sweet Heat and uh, Big Rig Betty and Holly Swagger in for a tangle very, very soon. And Impact Wrestling did have an event uh, just a couple days ago. Let's talk about the results of that real quick. There we go. Slammiversary. Took place at the St. Clair College in Windsor, Ontario. Didn't know if you guys knew, but thanks to um, Eric Young and Scott Damore and some other ones within the Impact Wrestling organization. They have a lot of good ties to Canada. That's how they got people like Bobby Roode and others to sign years ago. Josh Alexander. A lot of really good Canadian talent. Uh... Let's see, the results of Slammiversary in the um, pre-show. Pre Heath and Bupender Gujar defeated the Good Hands, John Schuyler and Jason Hotch in uh, a decent little warm-up match. Jody Threat and the Death Dolls, otherwise known as Courtney Rush, a.k.a. Rosemary, and Jessica defeated the Shantaraj, which is Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, and Jay Vidal. Um, that's the pre-show. The other pre-show, Kenny King with Sheldon Jean defeated Joe Hendry to be to become the new Impact Digital Media Champion. I like Kenny with the belt. If you know if it's not going to be Joe Hendry, Kenny King's a pretty good one too. To start off the pay-per-view, Kushida defeated Alan Angels, Jake Something, Jonathan Gresham, Kevin Knight, and Mike Bailey in an Ultimate X match. He is now the number one contender for the X Division championship which is held by the winner of a match I will tell you in a minute another coffee sip yep we're going to drink this coffee probably before the end of the show but uh, we will get to the X Division champion in a few short minutes MK Ultra otherwise known as Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich defeated the Coven Taylor Wilde and Kylan King to become the new Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Champions. This was a pretty, pretty good match. Four women who know how to work a match. Killer Kelly and Mosh Slamovich play off each other really, really well. And uh, definitely not slouches at all. And I, at the moment, don't know a team that is worthy enough to defeat them. Plus, I'm going to be a really big fan of that team because I really like both competitors. Uh, Team Canada, otherwise known as Scott Damore, and his returning mystery partner, Eric Young, defeated Bully Ray and Diener by pinfall. Apparently, uh, Darren McCarty was the special guest enforcer. Yep, that Darren McCarty, former NHL great. Um, don't know why Scott Damore is still in there trying to wrestle. 
don't know what he's trying to prove with it. And uh, same thing with Santino, even though Santino did a pretty good job uh, with his stuff. Leo Rush ends up defeating Chris Sabin for the X Division Championship. Sabin was dinged up during the match. I believe uh, he got a concussion is what I'm thinking. I'm not sure. Speculation, though, but I think he got dinged up. He missed a week, and, uh, which was last week, and he showed up again on this week's show to help out um, Shelly and some others, so it looks like he is back. But uh, Leo Rush aligning with Bully Ray and Myers and Moose, I like that group. I like that group a lot. In a match that uh, I, I was a huge fan of this because I'm a huge fan of uh, these guys, Subculture, otherwise known as Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, with Danny Luna, of course, defeated ABC, otherwise known as Austin and Austin, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. They also defeated Brian Myers and Moose and Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan in a four-way tag team match to become the new Impact World Tag Team Champions. Big Subculture fan. Big fan of all three of those uh, amazing talents. And trust me, I see the suggestions you guys are putting in there. I will see what I can do to see if maybe they will join us sometime. No promises. No promises. You know, they've got a busy schedule. But I see when you guys put in uh, these suggestions. And I promise you guys uh, there's, there's some guests coming that I think you guys are going to really like. Uh, Eddie Edwards with Alicia Edwards defeated Crank Frankie Kazarian and Tracy Brooks. It took them 17 minutes to figure all that out. And uh, I, I don't understand the Eddie Edwards-Frankie Kazarian feud. I don't think they understand it either, but hey, it gave them 17 minutes to be a part of the pay-per-view, so great for them. Because I don't think that's going anywhere. No winner's going to do anything or nothing. Trinity defeated Deanna Perrazzo by submission to become the new Impact Knockouts World Champion. We kind of saw that coming from since she joined the company, but uh, she's actually really good. And for people who don't know, her last name is Fatu. Trinity Fatu. She is married to one of the Usos. She's really good. That's why you see her do some of the Samoan moves along with some of the others. But, uh... She is the new Impact Knockouts World Champion. Deanna is going to get a rematch. I don't think she is going to win it, but we will talk more about that when we know when it is. They had a solid 14 minutes, by the way. And then in the main event, Alex Shelley defeated Nick Aldis to retain his Impact World Championship. Uh, I like Alex Shelley as the champ. At some point, I would like to see Nick Aldis get a run with it as well. But for now, it's Alex Shelley. Well-deserved. And uh, it was a solid slam anniversary. You know, Impact is, they've always had the roster. They've just always had a problem booking the right people at the right time. But speaking of right people at the right time, you guys are the right people. And it is the right time to be at the end of the show. <clears throat> you know, I'm choked up about it. I want to... Say thanks to all you guys who listen all uh, to all the shows. You interact. Love hearing from you guys. I really do. I do these shows mostly for you guys. Yeah, I do them for me because I like to do them. And I do them for a lot of other reasons too. 
but when I first started doing these shows, it wasn't just the opportunity to talk about sports and wrestling and, and MMA and, and whatever else we get into with some of our other projects coming up. Uh, but I like to try to maybe be that escape for just an hour or for just part of a day from whatever you have going on. Because as I said on last night's board check, this is, this is therapy for me as well. It's, it's uh, I can pause the world around me and come on and talk about hockey or come on and talk about mixed martial arts and, and professional wrestling or talk football or rugby or have some amazing guests or just maybe we'll have a show somewhere down the road where we just answer a bunch you know mailbag questions from you guys. Maybe we have one at some point where we have live call-ins. I don't know. We got all kinds of fun stuff that we can do. We can't do it without you guys. I just want to say thank you. Like I said, it is as much therapy for me as I hope it is for you guys. Appreciate always you guys tuning in the way you do. But alas, it is the end of the show. Appreciate all you guys tuning in to this great edition of Strong Style. I promise you guys there are some amazing guests and things coming up. And you guys are going to love them. But until then, it's been another great edition of Strong Style. I am Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting. Deuce excuses.